0: Afghanistan, Algeria, Armenia, Egypt, India, Iran, Iran. Iraq, Israel, Kurdistan, Lebanon, Pakistan, Pakistan. Palestine, Syria, Turkey, Jordan. Welcome to Radio Antipala. Voices from Calcutta to Casablanca. Voices of Struggle. Voices for Change. Bringing you news and analysis of people's struggles throughout Southwest Asia and Northern Africa. My name is Nima Ardalan and I'm glad Swana to be bringing you KQFA. another program from the Swana Region Radio here at KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. As always, we reach out to our listeners, to everyone who is interested in uh, hearing the voice of the voiceless to please support KPFK, keep these shows on the air. You can do that by calling the station, 818 985 5735, or you can go online, kpfk.org. You can become a sustaining member, and you've all heard that before. So please do support KPFK. KPFK is in dire need of your support as all good media is um, coming. Uh, we don't want this to come to an end. We don't want the lights turned off. Please support KPFK. Today's show will be focusing on Iran and the Kurds and uh, the protests that are going on in Iran. We'll be speaking with the uh, Dr. Amir Sharifi, a linguist at College of Liberal Arts at uh, California State University, Long Beach. The death of Gina Amini, a young Kurdish woman in custody in Iran has brought Kurds protesting, as well as other parts of the world. This has been a uh, bloody week. Quite a few people have lost their lives in these protests. It has become a catalyst for a panacea of Iran's youth and opposition to take to the streets, protesting the Islamic Republic, the theocracy in Iran. There are Kurdish towns where Iranian security forces have been kicked out. How long would that last? We'll bring these questions to our guest. What is the radical left's role in these protests? Or do they even have a role? Will Kurdish protests and the general strikes accomplish the desired realization in Iran, the tragicness of Jina has reverberated around the world with support from, uh, uh, as an example, the jailed head of the Kurdish uh, People's Democratic Party HDP, Salahdin Demirtaj, himself in jail in Turkey for being a Kurd, and the former HDP mayor, Sadjuq Mizraki, who have shaved their uh, heads in a show of support for the protests uh, in Iran, sparked by her death. Now let us go to our guest, Amir Sharifi. Professor Amir Sharifi, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank you for the lengthy introduction. Uh, I really want to extend my condolences uh, in the very beginning of your show uh, to the family relatives uh, 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 Gina Amini, uh, that is her Kurdish name Gina, uh, which ironically really means uh, giving life in Kurdish. And her basically official name uh, has been announced to be Mahsa, which really uh, sheds light on this terrible, terrible, you know, tragedy um, I cannot contain my sentiments so uh, i would like to extend uh, really my condolences to the people uh, to the people of kurdistan the people of iran the uh, the international community the whole humanity because her uh, innocent death her brutal uh, killing uh, in police custody after basically she was arrested by the so-called morality police for not following the hijab, uh, so-called harsh hijab laws, really sheds light on the bestial, savage nature of the Islamic Republic, which, as a matter of fact, everyone has brought to a challenge. The pillars of the Islamic Republic are shaking, as a matter of fact, because protests, uh, which really began in her hometown, Saqqez, in western, basically, part of Iran, uh, turned into uh, violence. Uh, the uh, repressive forces turned into into violence. And uh, several people, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 13 people were scared, uh, during these demonstrations. And then these demonstrations, which began in Tehran, uh, in front of the Casa. Kasra Hospital was uh, universalized, and now it, is, it has covered more than 80 cities in Iran. Uh, so uh, it is a gesture of solidarity on behalf of KPFK, and, uh, uh, and I salute that, and I praise basically all those people who really are challenging the very essence, the very being of Islamic Republic, which is based on discrimination, which is based on exclusion. And I think the underlying message is, you know, she was discriminated against as, as a woman. And all women throughout the Middle East, throughout Iran, really, throughout the world, I would say, hear this underlying message of uh, that they are against exclusion, they are against marginalization, discrimination, patriarchy. And they are really, they want a free world. And I I salute and I praise basically all those who are on the streets, young people, men, um, particularly women who are leading this revolution against the Islamic Republic uh, of Iran.
0: Now, uh, Professor Sharifi, just wanted to uh, uh, get your opinion if, uh, uh, if, so, in the first place, uh, tell our listeners, why are Kurds protesting in Iran in the first place? Now, that's fairly a simple question. And uh, for that matter, I want to ask again, uh, hijab and Kurds, what is what is there? It's not just over hijab, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Uh,
1: what I want to do is not to underline, basically, the uh, humanity and the universality of this, basically, movement, and I think uh, Kurds basically stand for that humanity. The Kurdish struggle is for equality, it is for uh, parity, economic, political, cultural, linguistic parity, and this slogan, which has become universalized and popular throughout Iran, as a matter of fact, is a Kurdish slogan. Jinjian Azadi, women and uh, life and freedom. This is a a slogan which would uh, basically be sweeping throughout the world. Uh, And everything happens on a continuum. I would say I don't want really to reduce the uh, struggle of the Kurdish women against hijab. Uh, uh there is a cultural component to only the cultural factors but to colonial neo-colonial relations to patriarchal relations to the ways in which basically women have been treated uh and and of course uh, women in kurdish society enjoy a little bit of more freedom and so on and so forth but it doesn't mean that they are as free but the fact of the matter is uh, she happened to be basically Kurdish, but all women have been treated like that. Kurdish dress is colorful. It's full of life. It is lively. It is, it is uh, you know, the Islamic Republic is against, is against happiness. That's why they want to enshroud all women in blackness, in total blackness. So uh, more than the cultural element, I think we have a constellation of socio-historical uh, factors, and uh, it is the apartheid of uh, gender in the Islamic Republic that these women have fought, uh, are fighting against. And fortunately, many women have cut their hair. Uh, it is, I said fortunately, because they, uh, these are acts and gestures of solidarity. They have removed their scarves. They have danced around, basically, the burned uh, scarves the burning scarves, and this really uh, uh, promises, or it is the harbinger of a social revolution of feminism, not only in Iran, not only in Kurdistan, but throughout uh, the history of humanity. It is going to redefine the uh, social movements and political movements. For instance, if you recall, it began in Egypt and then in Tunisia, and this is a new dimension. Kurdish, could
0: this be the Kurdish uh, spring, <laughs> Dr. Sharifi? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: definitely, you know, we had that in Rojava. So, as I said, it happens on a continuum. Kurdish women have always been in the forefront of struggle, not duly, basically, recognized. Uh, I'm not saying that Kurdish society is not patriarchal. As a matter of fact, it is. And uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, Kurdish women are subjected to if not double, triple oppression. And so uh, I'm very hopeful that this revolution, this social revolution of feminism, will be the beginning uh, of fundamental changes that all of us need. And I'm glad that men uh, uh, have joined in uh, this uh, really unique and much needed a struggle
0: now um, let me just remind our listeners that uh, the, P- professor Sharifi uh, uh, alluded to Rojava he's ac- actually talking about uh, northeastern Syria the Kurdish parts of Syria known as Rojava many of our listeners here at KPFK know what that is but just in case there are people who don't know uh, so uh, the revolution of Rojava after the ISIS attack and uh, the liberation of the Kurdish cities from uh, the ISIS caliphate, uh, uh, women uh, played a huge role, probably a major role, the biggest role, as, as a matter of fact, took up took it upon themselves to fight against ISIS, and we see the same thing against the theocracy in Iran. And the slogan that's being chanted throughout Iran and throughout the world, "Jengeon Azadi," which is Women, life, and freedom—it uh, it really originated in—in uh, in the words of uh, Abdullah Öcalan, the jailed Kurdish leader. He is the one who uh, really made that an issue and brought it out. To, and this has been going on in Rojava or northeast Syria, the Kurdish areas of uh, Western Kurdistan as we call it. So um, my other question would be, uh, what is the left's role? uh, And will these Kurdish protests and general strikes and Iranians striking, protesting, will it uh, bring the desired uh, outcome, do you think?
1: Yes. Uh, As a matter of fact, the speed with which, the scope with which, and the range uh, of this, Uh, took everyone by surprise Uh, it was like a wildfire uh, fire which really swept through and uh, uh, really it made uh, all those who have a claim to political organization uh, progressive basically agendas uh, primarily it it took them by uh, surprise so I I really don't know what their position is and I'm glad that basically uh the, 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 these spontaneous basically movements uh, uh throughout uh Iran even though they appear to be scattered in Kurdish towns in particular uh primarily perhaps they have played a role i'm not really uh, aware of the specific role that leftist organizations uh have uh, uh played that definitely everyone needs basically all the support uh, uh women need all the support that they can get, because the Islamic Republic really has been using uh, its deceptive machinations, it has been using its uh, uh, repressive army, various armies, it has been using uh, really all the resources in its uh, uh, arsenal to repress, basically, this movement. So far, according to different sources, you know, one could say, uh, Uh, 48 people, uh, 80 people have been killed. Uh, Reuters this morning just reported 40 people. That's the official, basically, figure, which is uh, really definitely an understatement, uh, uh, understandably. And the Islamic Republic wants to say that it is basically under control. It is a regime of lies, uh, and uh, obviously the father of uh, Gina has said that pretty eloquently, that uh, primarily uh, her uh, his daughter was, uh, was basically killed in custody, but then they tried to convince him and the family that, no, this was not the case, that uh, uh, she had a heart condition, so on and so forth. So I, I don't think it's really a big deal for uh, political organizations to be present at this point the, the whole question is you know this movement does not seem to be organized in a way that traditional basically movements have been organized they the left has to redefine its role and i don't think basically they have redefined that role uh and they were not ready for this uh, women in iran if i recall correctly correct me if I'm wrong, were the first ones, basically, who opposed. Kurds were the first ones who opposed the Islamic Republic and said no to the referendum. But no one really heard, basically, neither the women nor the Kurds. And I'm glad that today uh, everyone in Iran, everyone in the world uh, is listening.
0: Absolutely. Well, the the Kurds, uh, with the inception of uh, or the the conclusion or the fruition of the Iranian revolution, if you want to call it a revolution, uh, in 1979, they actually voted no to a Islamic republic, mainly because back at that time, Kurds were more secular compared to the rest of Iran. And secondly, it was a real question mark, what does the Islamic Republic mean and then uh, obviously, as you mentioned, the women, after uh, two years of struggle, were forced to wear the wear the hijab and they were forced to uh, 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 accept it now um, as you mentioned uh, the uh, the death toll is rising uh, we hear different numbers officially, I think it's around fifty and I've heard uh, the number is even as high as hundreds, and uh, I can't think of a city in Iran, let alone the Kurdish areas, that's that has not had protests and uh, clashes. And there are a large number of Iranian security forces who have been uh, beaten to death almost. Uh, but uh, where is uh, where is this heading? If if not uh, if not a uh, uh... cohesive opposition uh, without a cohesive opposition
1: um, you know it, it, I think this is a social revolution of unprecedented uh, and unique dimensions it, it will find its way I, I I'm not going to worry about that. What I worry about is the brutal uh, repression of this movement uh, throughout uh, Iran more specifically in Kurdish areas, because uh, the Islamic Republic uh, primarily is keen on uh, repressing uh, the Kurdish areas, and they have been bombarding uh, border areas, and they've been bombarding, actually, Kurdish oppositions on the other side or uh, inside, uh, trying to deflect attention from, really, the crisis that this uh, regime is uh, grappling with throughout the country. So uh, my main concern is the ways in which basically we respond globally, uh, locally, and we become the voice of, as you said, the voiceless people, and we participate, we oppose this uh, ruthless repression. But as I said, you know, political organizations really uh, have to redefine their own uh, role in this process, uh, for instance, in my hometown and probably yours, uh, general strikes uh, uh, were uh, used against the Islamic Republic. General strikes throughout Iran would be a crucial for instance step to take, uh, which would basically bring down and make this regime collapse. Uh, international solidarity, as we have seen you know throughout the entire world is is taking momentum you know these have to be enhanced they have to be sustained the islamic republic uh primarily uh is in a state of uh fright uh, uh and uh i think that that's the most important thing how to organize this movement uh primarily uh, who will organize this movement and uh, what will be the consequences uh, I think women should lead, and they are leading this movement, and that 's why the left has to redefine its own position uh, of you know just to be calm genuine uh, pro feminist uh, individuals rather than just uh, you know as it is fashionable to become a feminist so That's how I see it. I think uh, someone like Dimitraj, you mentioned him, you know, has shaved uh, his head in prison to express his solidarity. Uh, He he is truly basically a Democrat, I would say. And it is time for true Democrats and true progressive individuals to express their solidarity rather than basically uh, to share their experiences with uh, these people rather than... To to uh, impose their will, political will, ideological will, or their path on the movement itself.
0: Now, uh, one of one of the things that have uh, most of us the, and and the opposition and uh, majority, of course, have been worried about is getting the news and uh, the government crackdown on the internet, etc. You know, uh, and it, it it looks like they're losing control. And one of the I guess uh, you could say one of the the silver lining here is that apparently uh, President Biden has uh, lifted mm-hmm. sanctions against Iran and says uh, that which has allowed Elon Musk to activate uh, apparently Starlink yeah. and that would literally uh, free Kurds in particular and the rest of Iran to uh, be beholden or be cut off by Iranians uh, uh, turning off the internet now they can uh, use Starlink and uh, this uh, will be an enabler uh, which Hopefully, it will come to fruition and uh, we'll see the results of it. But uh, there has been uh, previous protests in uh, the the Green Revolution. Just a couple of years ago, uh, people took to the streets throughout Iran in Kurdistan protesting Raisi. But uh, nothing has really happened. And uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is – what do you see in uh, president raisi's uh, visit to the u n uh, just about three days ago? I know uh, Mahsa was killed about uh, on September sixteenth almost ten days ago, but these protests have not gone away they 're actually escalating
1: yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely you know I as a human rights advocate, wrote a letter basically to biden um, uh, actually. Uh, the State Department and also the United Nations uh, before his arrival, and then I published it, in which basically I said, you know, such a person should not really be allowed to set foot and uh, in addition uh, human rights basically, uh, if that is what the United uh, Nations stands for, should basically take a stance against his presence uh, as tyrannical, dictatorial as an executioner in 1980s, you know, he personally, as a prosecutor, he basically ordered more than 3,000 prisoners to be killed, and he has that history. Europeans, Americans basically had his name uh, in a list, in a blacklist, not to be allowed into these Areas or territories, but they did let him. But uh, you would say, yes, see, uh, because of uh, diplomatic basis.
0: International law, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's debatable. I Biden, suppose. to be honest
1: with you, Biden really just simply uh, uh, defended the courage of women in Iran, so to speak. Did not even mention uh, Massa or uh, Gina's name, nor did he basically condemn the flagrant violations of human rights in the country. So uh, these measures that you just mentioned such as for instance uh freeing uh, uh digital networks internet networks yeah that is really a positive development but i would say he could have or he should have done these things. I am hoping that you know th- th- these internet uh, digital solidarity let's put it this way would be uh <laughs> End time given to the people so that they could share basically their stories, the legendary struggle of these uh, women, many of whom basically are being uh, killed. There is a total uh, uh, internet shutdown in the country, everything basically, the images that we get are disturbed, disrupted. There is no really uh, flow of information uh, as such. So I think we have a responsibility. Uh, to use our social media, to use, basically, the streets uh, in exile, uh, uh, and to voice, to become the voice of the voiceless. Uh, uh, so I, as a human rights activist, this, as a pro-feminist activist, this is what I have done. I, I know it is not sufficient. I know that Kurds of uh, Los Angeles, California, for instance, at the demonstration in which I participated, uh, and Kurds everywhere, Iranians, I would say, everywhere, have launched, have been launching protests to express their solidarity. Why? Because the Iranian government in its totality, in its totality, uh, is really the enemy of humanity. Kurds in particular, because Kurds have been assertive, more assertive in reclaiming their identity and their humanity, not just for themselves, but for everyone else.
0: Absolutely. Now uh, you, you did mention uh, the the protests in different parts of uh, Southern California, and uh, uh, w- what do you think our responsibility would be as uh, American citizens, as residents of this country? What can we do in your uh, in your opinion? I, I think
1: you know uh, what is different about this movement is uh, compared with the so-called green movement, in which there was basically a reformist line, and uh, uh, primarily uh, this movement has questioned, has challenged, has rejected the essence, the totality of the Islamic Republic. So uh, that's how the great majority of people feel. So let there be no doubt that anyone uh, who really defends the uh, cause should question, challenge, the totality of the Islamic Republic. And that's where we have come from, and that is, I'm glad that the world has come to that point. So our task is really just to target the Islamic Republic in its totality and bring it it's to its knees. When it comes to the Kurdish basically struggle for liberation, Uh, We have to, uh, now that the world is listening, we have to let people know what we have basically suffered uh, under the Islamic Republic of Iran, that we are basically, yes, We have struggled. We continue to struggle. Thank you
0: very much, Dr. Sharifi, for that. We are uh, about to run out of time, and I just want to remind our listeners, this is KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. This is Swana Region Radio. My name is Nima Ardalan, and we will be bringing you another show next week. Please tune in. And also, my my last thought on this, uh, and thank you, Dr. Amir Sharifi, Uh, linguist at California State University, Long Beach. This is a uh, feminist revolution or a feminist movement in Iran, and I wish that the world takes notice of this and does not let it down. It needs support as much as KPFK does. And uh, thanks to our board, uh, our engineer, Gary, and thank you, Dr. Sharifi.
1: Thank you.